There's two keys to success in the broker business. First of all, you got to stay relaxed. Yeah. You jerk off? Do I, do I jerk off? Yeah. Yeah, I jerk off, yeah. How many times a week? Like, um... Three, three, four, three, four times, maybe. I'll pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. I, myself, I jerk off at least twice a day. Wow. Once in the morning, right after I work out, and then once right after lunch. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay? I want to. That's not why I do it. Mm-hmm. I do it because I fucking need to. Think mm-hmm. about it. You're dealing with numbers all day long. Mm-hmm. Decimal points, high frequencies, bang, 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 <laughs> fucking digits, <laughs> all very acidic, above the shoulders, mustard shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It kind of wakes some people out. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to feed the geese to keep the blood flowing. Mm-hmm. I keep the rhythm below the belt. Done. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance, split your differential, and tip the fuck over. Or worse yet, I've seen this happen implode. No, I don't want to implode, sir. No. no, no, you don't. I'm in it for the long run, you know? Yeah, implosions are ugly. Yeah. Pop off to the bathroom, work one out anytime you can, and when you get really good at it, you'll fucking be stroking it, and you'll be thinking about money. Second key to success in this racket is this little baby right here. It's called cocaine. Right. It will keep you sharp between the ears. It'll also help your fingers dial faster. And guess what? That's good for me. Yes, sir. Hello, and welcome to the Stool Pigeons podcast. I'm Harrison Davenport. And I'm Jack Jameswood. If my voice sounds a little bit sexier this week, that is because I spent $60 on a new microphone. Does my voice sound sexy? Sounds great. So speaking of things, uh, also from the weekend, did you, uh, you caught the Seagal movie that we had been talking about? Well, hang on, hang on. Let's, let's uh, you know, kind of uh, take it slow for a second. Let me give you a little uh, look behind the scenes, folks. So Harrison has been driving himself nuts by checking out YouTube metrics 14 hours a day. I think he's probably doing one hour of real remote work that he's being paid for. And the rest of the time is calling me and texting me and saying like, what's up with these damn metrics? That, that is true. That is all I've been doing. I have been forgoing my usual task, uh, you know, actually doing my job. But hey, I did call you. But then later on in the evening, when I thought the video wasn't going to go off, it ended up getting 40 hours of watch time. So like I said, I think there's something to my analytics, just analyzing. Or those. it could be that I posted a lot of shit to Reddit in different promotional venues. Hey, I can see that. I can see all of that online. So I can see how many views we got from external connections and it was only about 12 apparently the voice reading that i did for youtube is doing pretty fucking terrible numbers and it has to do with youtube does not like sex whatsoever it doesn't like sex it doesn't like a lot of profanity in the slides that we use as well in the video so it gets pretty bent out of shape about that as well that's what that mk guy was talking about but do do you remember when like youtube first started oh yeah i do i remember because 
I would come here and I would, or I would go to YouTube and I would watch a lot of the soccer highlight videos because they had all of those Ronaldinho clips. I think that was one of the most watched clips when YouTube first came out. It might have been the first one to reach a million views. That was before they had ads and it was literally just copyrighted material that was posted directly to the internet. Those were the days. Now, I mean, if you view your own video in another tab, then YouTube will remove the view. Well, the problem is, is that YouTube and everything else is actually just turned into the workplace where like there's no cussing. Everybody has to be polite. Well, they've cracked down. I mean, you know, when they started deplatforming Alex Jones and other people, it started to really they just did not want anything inappropriate on the site. Well, and they also didn't want anything that's fun anymore. The same thing with Twitter when they took Trump off. If you go on Twitter now, it's just the most boring is dumb bullshit. Last night I went on there for like two seconds and I saw some somebody that had posted Chris Hayes and Jennifer Rubin. You know who Jennifer Rubin is? The psycho yeah, neocon. Washington Post. Yeah, they were talking about something. And have you watched news that, at all? No. Oh no. I I literally never turn on. Here's news. here's the thing. Who are these sociopaths that are still watching the news? None of the shit matters when you turn it on. It's literally just people that look down on people that watch soap operas because they think it's stupid and pointless. It's literally the same thing, but just for people that are better educated. All I've seen is just Joe Biden's COVID response and then Tucker Carlson's just doing his usual stuff. And that's really all the news that I've seen. I did think it was very funny that even though Trump was the one that negotiated the withdrawal from Afghanistan, Biden's been getting all the credit for it. Yeah, and he's withdrawing the troops. Uh, The hard deadline is September 11th is what I saw. Because Trump's deadline was like May 11th. But I did see a lot of people saying like there was a whole bunch of op-eds and everything else, which were mostly just the CIA laundering their own worldview into newspapers. And it was like, if the United States leaves Afghanistan, think about all the women and children that are suffering. All the women. Yeah, I uh, think that's going to happen no matter what. I think they're just pushing. I think they're just pushing their own views. Well, they were saying like, you know, the United States has done just so much for the progress of women. But I think, Harrison, you have that clip of how we've mostly, uh, Uh, progressed in Afghanistan and how we've approached women and children in there. Yeah, and uh, that, you know, that's mostly been the progress that we've made, which is turning those people into dust. I always remember the story when we first started the wars in the Middle East, the drone strikes, when the drones really got going, we, uh, we, we drone strike like a few weddings too. I know at least one. Oh, wedding. no, no. There have been dozens of weddings. If you remember, I think it was in 2016 or 17, Obama killed the Doctors Without Borders. He struck a hospital and just murked all these people. And he said, Man, oh, it was so a huge sick. mistake. Yeah, that is sick. Yeah. And by the way, for folks out there, if you think we're going to leave Afghanistan, we are absolutely not going to leave Afghanistan. There is no chance. I did not believe that either. We're still just going to pay contractors like Blackwater or whatever they're called now to stay over there and just keep the peace. Well, it'll be like in uh, Vietnam. Vietnam started because we had consultants over over there. So we'll have we'll have like UN peacekeeping forces. We'll have a light footprint. We'll have diplomats 
diplomats, supposedly, but Afghanistan has too many rare earth minerals for us to actually leave, and they control 85 to 90 percent of the world's poppy supply, so pharmaceutical companies actually need Afghanistan, so there's no way we're going to give that up. Yeah, zero chance. Zero (laughs) chance. The thing that I found funny was not only did Trump not get credit for like negotiating the deal before he left. If you remember, they were saying like, oh my God, here he is once again in the final months of office, uh, seeding ground of the United States to Vladimir Putin. Oh, I just, I don't even listen to any of the Russian narrative stuff because it's all so, so stupid. All of those people got off scotch-free too in the media. They're like, oh, well, guess we're moving on to the next thing Trump's doing. Dude, I think one of the greatest trolls of all time would be if Vladimir Putin gave a press conference where he said, I definitely helped Trump uh, win. We did all of the hacking just as everything played out, but you guys have not been able to find evidence because our intelligence agencies are so, so sophisticated. Yeah, that would be awesome. I don't know why he doesn't troll more. Also, Kim Jong-un has not really been in the news from what I've seen, but I guess, like I said, I haven't been watching it, but I feel like I haven't heard anything about North Korea. Well, I mean, Kim Jong-un is like 400 pounds and doesn't exercise. Dude, I love the... The photos that come out of North Korea, though, because he's always smoking indoors. I think he's the only person in North Korea that's allowed to smoke indoors. He's also the only person in North Korea with a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, because nobody else has access to them. Uh, uh, dude, have you seen his sister? What she looks like? No. I mean, she looks like a Disney villain. Like, she looks exactly like a Disney villain. Like, she looks like a female pirate that's evil and also North Korean. I'll have to check that out. I just remember the one story about Kim Jong-un a couple years ago. He got gout because he was eating so much imported cheese. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. And then every every couple months he's dying again. Like, there's always some kind of, like, rumor that comes out of some British tabloid that gets picked up in Newsweek that ends up being like, oh, my God, North Korea in disarray. His sister is now potentially going to take over North Korea. And let's, yeah, that's not going to happen. North Koreans, North Korea is not going to have some female leader. I believe he got his wife too from one of his army generals. He uh, he just like killed the guy or said, now she's my wife. I think it was someone in his administration. Oh, it, w- it was somebody close to him. I, I, I can't remember, but uh, his wife's actually pretty decent looking. I think she's a singer, maybe. Yeah, she's some kind of pop star. And she's the most popular artist in North Korea. She's pretty the only people. artist they've killed. They killed all the other ones. Anyone else who could even sing. Anyway, so foreign policy folks, I know uh, there have been a lot of announcements that we're going to leave the Middle East. We've said that before. We're lying. Although, you know, you have to congratulate the Taliban for an undefeated record. They collapsed the Soviet Union and they're about to collapse the United States. You have to applaud them because they only had weapons that from 19, like 87, and they defeated the U.S. Army, which had predator drones and a trillion dollars to work with. Yeah, it's great pure guerrilla warfare in Afghanistan. I mean, it's the terrain, apparently. We went over this. I, I had some class where we talked about Afghanistan, how they just do not lose there. Like, you cannot beat Afghanistan. Well, I mean, the the real problem is, is, is that the United States military is really only good at doing one thing, which is just completely destroying other countries, but you can't really just do like Nagasaki and uh, Hiroshima anymore, where you just kill all the civilians and you declare victory. 
victory. Now they have to be like, oh, yeah, our, we only killed uh, 400,000 people. We didn't just decimate the entire country. They can't do that anymore, so they're not going to win. Right. We did it slowly, too, by just using a bunch of drone strikes and killing a bunch of innocent civilians. We only killed 400,000 over a period of 20 years, as opposed to killing a million with one nuclear bomb. You know, in total, you do have to applaud the U.S. military, because I think in all of our various wars in the Middle East, we do have a body count of about 10 million in 20 years. So that is impressive. So they are doing good work. So you got to support the troops. Support the troops. That's right. Thank you for your service. You know, Harrison, speaking of people that should be murdered, uh, you ever have that uh, problem whenever you go to Walgreens where there's that one old bitch who's 67 years old, who there's 15 people online and she's paying with three types of payments and also is using a coupon and uh, also is signing up for the Walgreens uh, account. Yes, I have. That happened to me the other day, but you left out the part where she grabs like four candy bars at the register and the lady rings them up and she's like, oh, no, no, no. I thought those were 99 cents, not a dollar twenty-five. So can you please remove those? So then all of those had to get removed. And she's like, oh, wait, I have another item for this other thing that's on sale. Yeah, that just happened to me. No, that happened to me today. There were seven, nine people waiting in line. They had no one else. And it was just this one woman who had like lotion and butterscotch. I think her total was $2.37. Not only was she trying to pay with check, pennies, and, hey, my grandson gave me this thing called Bitcoin. Could I pay with that? And then she was signing up for uh, a fucking Walgreens account. It's like, God damn, I will pay for your fucking uh, butterscotch and lotion if you will just get the hell out of here. Like, I get into an insane rage, and it's all the same people. It is white women over the age of 67 and they always have two fucking items. It's always it's usually some kind of lotion and then like a weird candy that sucks that I've never tried. Yeah, the lady who is in front of me, she was also paying partially with a card, partially with a gift card. And then she broke out change. She was getting 80 cents of change, but she had no quarters. It was just nickels and pennies. And then she spilled them on the floor. But, you know. COVID's going on and I felt bad, but I was like, I don't want to touch her money. So I just watched from a distance while she picked it up because I just, you know, I just wasn't going to touch her money. But yeah, she took so long. And this was when I was buying something in a bit of a rush trying to get through. Yeah, I wasn't even in a rush, but it's it's the only time in my life where I identify with Negan, you know, just a baseball bat to the head. I just really wanted to you know, give her a humdinger. It is it is extremely infuriating. It's almost as infuriating, too, as like when they uh, decide to move things around in the grocery store, like when they decide to just put different things or like at Kroger, they create like a health food section. So then you don't know where things are. So they put some things over there that aren't healthy, but they need to fill the shelves. And then it takes you like six months to even figure out where stuff's at. Well, that's that's actually your fault because Kroger does that shit. Walmart is reliable. I actually shop at Publix. Hmm. They uh, this sounds like Kroger. some city bullshit. Kroger that used to happen, but yeah, Publix is way better. Publix is like Chick Fil A 
of grocery shopping. They also donated to the Trump campaign. Also, I believe they're a bit anti-gay. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's tough to not go there like Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, I will care about gay people if they ask me. But do I care enough about gay people where I won't get a, you know, a good hot chicken sandwich that's better than any fast food? Well, if they ask me, I'm going to say, oh, my God, yeah, I'm going to come out to your rally this week and condemn Chick-fil-A. But as soon as they turn their back, there I am in line ordering a spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah, I don't know what it would take for Chick-fil-A and Publix to do for me to actually stop going to those establishments. I mean, it, it would take a lot. Like, I don't know how far it would go, but it would have to be just it would have to be a lot. I mean, for me, even if it ca- if it came out that the reason the chicken sandwiches are so good is because just like the Catholic Church, like they've just been molesting children and using some dark magic to make the chicken taste that way. I don't care about the children. I want those sandwiches. Those sandwiches are good. Who cares? Children die every day. Everybody's got to die. But you know what? You can't have a chicken sandwich like that. You can always have another kid. You know, and I think we should just leave that there. That's right, folks. If it comes down uh, to a chicken sandwich or whether a child should be molested, stool pigeons, chicken sandwich, baby. Speaking of uh, another uh, thing that hid thoughts of uh, child molestation, cryptocurrency. But yeah, so Dogecoin, I saw that Elon Musk sent out a tweet and uh, the stock has been going up very rapidly. (laughs) Do you think at this point that he's just figured out whatever he tweets will just go up in value? So he he's it's it's not exactly insider trading, but he'll just get a whole bunch of whatever like stock it is and then just do a meme. I I really don't get Elon Musk fans because he's very autistic. It was like that one guy who you had told me about who invested all of his money in Tesla and his family told him he was a complete idiot. But he was like, no, I believe in Elon Musk. And he uh, he I think he invested just a couple thousand, but he made like he was up a couple hundred thousand by the end of it. No, that guy ended up when it hit the high. I don't know what where he is now, but he made $7 million. That is so ridiculous. I mean, that guy's such an idiot, too. It's like the people who got into Bitcoin and they ended up just making so much money because they had a flash drive that they put it on. And then they were like, hmm, let me put this in my computer 10 years later. But you know you know who the early investors in uh, Bitcoin were? It was literally people that were trying to get child pornography. So like Jeffrey Epstein and Glenn Maxwell. Well, Jeffrey Epstein was one of the earliest adopters of Bitcoin. So his estate has somebody was speculating that it might be even like hundreds of millions of dollars that are just tucked away in Bitcoin because he was one of the first people to see its potential, but mostly to do just completely illegal child molestation stuff. I remember when I first saw Bitcoin, it was because it was the only currency you could use to buy something off Silk Road. And I remember that's when the original Silk Road was out. That would have been 2014 and Bitcoin was $5 a Bitcoin. And I think that was everyone was like, man, this thing is really skyrocketing. It seems pretty out of control. It's going to be worthless. I saw some jackass got in very early and he tipped a pizza guy $25 in Bitcoin when Bitcoin was a couple dollars each. 
Oh, man. It was like those two idiot twins, too, from Facebook, who they're also... Are they millionaires or billionaires? No, they're billion. With, they're crypto billion. They used their Facebook lawsuit money to buy Bitcoin. Man, that was a good move. Maybe the maybe I should take back calling them idiots because apparently they saw something. No, and they also are the main proprietors of the NFT platform. It's oh wow oh it's the what it Deep CIO or something like that. I can't remember which one, but of the like competing ones, the Winklevoss twins is apparently either the most popular or people use it. Damn. Yeah, I I wish I would have done Bitcoin. And then obviously everyone does. But then in 18, I remember Ethereum was really, really low because I was talking to some friends about it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I should maybe do this one, but it kind of just seems like knockoff Bitcoin. So I'm not going to do that one either. I'm going to be so pissed if Bitcoin just goes to $200,000. Dogecoin is, is worth a couple thousand dollars and then mine med just craters and the company goes bankrupt i'm gonna kill myself oh yeah me too yeah me too i'll have nothing to live for at that point i mean because dogecoin is literally a joke it was conceived of as a joke about the crypto markets yeah okay so ethereum i I just had to look and see the date so it had dropped it had gone up to like over a thousand but then when i was looking at it that's when it hit its like low peak and it was under a hundred dollars and i just didn't move on it uh bitcoin has gone up just this year alone sixty thousand no fifty thousand dollars i believe yeah bitcoin was at let me see where it was at it was at 65 the other day or pretty close it it went down it, it cratered a lot in the last 48 hours yeah, in March it was it dropped down to fifty three hundred. So is it fifty three hundred? And then it's gone up. It looks like it's topped out at about sixty. It's down to fifty six. But still, I mean, another Elon Musk tweet is what drove even more people to buy that. And Tesla bought a bunch of Bitcoin as well. It would be funny if he he became the first trillionaire just by doing the stupidest bullshit that everybody just... I'm pretty sure there is like a shit coin. If he just started backing shit coin and just like getting it going, at least with Bitcoin, there is a limit on how many coins are ever going to be minted, I think. There are. They're only actually doing one more uh, series of like where they mine, mm-hmm. they're only mining one more time for Bitcoin. And that's it. I think it's like six or eight million Bitcoin somewhere in there. I don't know. It's it's a couple million Bitcoin. It is funny that one uh, Bitcoin mining rig uh, uses more power than like the entire city of New York. Yeah. When I was trying to build the computer that I have now, it was taking so long because that's when Bitcoin was a little bit lower. That's when it was about to hit 10,000 and everyone was buying graphics cards. You couldn't buy graphics cards for six, eight months or longer because everyone was buying all of the good computer hardware. That That is pretty... Oh, oh, oh. I don't know if I, I sent this to you thinking about uh, people that do, think that they're amazing investors. I don't know if I sent you the story of the Russian billionaire son who lost $50 million in bad trades. Yeah, you did. I didn't, I wasn't familiar with that guy that you had, that was the headline of the story. Now, I could be wrong because it's been a couple of days, but I think basically he started investing not too long ago and he made a very risky call option that just made him 
I don't know, it was a very small amount. And then it just made him a ridiculous amount of money. So he thought like, God damn, I'm the smartest person that's ever existed. And I'll just keep doing it so fucking easy. And then every single trade after that was just dog shit, just hemorrhaging money. Didn't his mom was the one who was suing him too. Yeah. I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, because it was uh, some kind of like lawsuit. I mean, you would just have to be addicted, not even to money, but just to the gambling aspect to do that. It's like you're the son of a billionaire. Oh, I agree. He lives in like a $50 million penthouse or something like that. Yeah, there's an there's another uh, Russian billionaire chick that has uh, it. Well, it was a couple years ago, the most expensive apartment in Manhattan. Oh, I know who that is. That is the guy who owns Monaco Football Club, the soccer team. AS Monaco is what they're called. But his uh, Dmitry Robilev, <laughs> his daughter was the one who bought that. She's the one who bought that condo. He also was somehow caught up. There was a big fake art scheme that was going on. And apparently he realized a lot of his art that he had purchased was fake. Oh, that happened with uh, Mohammed bin Salman this week where he ended up having to pressure Christie's, the auction sale place, uh, because it turned out a painting that he paid $125 million for that he thought was a Da Vinci Turns out it was only slightly, uh, Da Vinci only had a very slight involvement. It was actually like a Da Vinci apprentice or something. But because it was so embarrassing to him, because I think at least at the time it was the most expensive or the most ever paid for a single painting. And so Christie's continued to either deny or not say anything or say that he was correct. But um, some art experts uh, realized and were able to authenticate that actually it wasn't Da Vinci. Oh, man. So what did Christie's do? Well, they, they mostly backed MBS, like either by denying it or saying he was right. You know, probably uh, after uh, using a bone saw on uh, Khashoggi, that probably is pretty intimidating to a Christie's person. I agree. Also, when you purchase something from Christie's for $125 million, if you uh, demand, hey, this wasn't what it was supposed to be, I feel like Christie's really dropped the ball on authenticating that. I, yeah, I guess. But but the thing is, you can just put like anything up at Christie's and half the time it is it is someone in Saudi Arabia bidding $80 million for like a piece of trash on the floor. Yeah, through one of their like 17 holding companies. That has, uh, you know, it's like Good Deeds LLC. Yeah, I mean, the, the Aramco, which is the Saudi oil company, is, if it ever went public, the most profitable company in the world. And the Saudi family just runs that completely autonomously. The Qatar Investment Authority also is purchasing a lot of stuff like that. They have a lot of investments with China as well. So China's really tied up in a lot of the QIA stuff as well. Hey, now, speaking of uh, when we will get out of the Middle East, whenever you quit seeing the Middle East having oil, we will be way the fuck away from there. Oh, and we will 100% turn our backs on Saudi Arabia too and actually say that they did 9-11. Then we can be uh, some truth tellers and be like, you know what? It is disgusting how they treat women. Let's actually, who gives a fuck? Let's let them die in the desert because they don't have anything valuable for us. So fuck those guys. 
yeah, we're going to give all of Saudi Arabia to Palestine. I do think it's very funny that they still execute uh, women for witchcraft there. I didn't know that. I believe that women can drive now in Saudi Arabia. I think it's very, very limited in... I'm pretty sure that it actually there there were women that were defying an order and there was some kind of summit that was being held there. So for a temporary period, I think they did let women kind of drive so they could be like, look how much Saudi Arabia is modernizing. Because there were a whole bunch of write ups whenever uh, Mohammed bin Salman came to power, like David Brooks went there from The New York Times and was like, this guy is a progressive millennial because he's only 36. Oh, okay. Mohammed bin Salman. Yeah. And, uh, well, actually, so is Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Everyone, all the royal families, I, they all are, it's just so incestuous too over there. I remember looking into, is it Thai, the Thai royal family? Oh, Man, yeah. You want to talk about some interesting stuff. I can't remember if we talked about this in another episode, but man, I went down a rabbit hole. Guys, if you're looking for something interesting, I encourage you to look up the Thai royal family and their uh the king. He's the king there. Yeah, he's the he's the dude that during co- the early part of COVID, he rented out uh one of the most expensive like hotels in Europe and he had I think it was close to 100 different chicks that he just fucked. Yeah, he, so he's married and they don't do polygamy in Thailand. They got rid of that. So he brought back the official title of the concubine to the king. That's a badass move. Yeah, so he did that, and then I guess his primary wife had a falling out with the mistress, and then the mistress ended up getting put in jail for close to a year, and then the Saudi king, I guess they somehow worked it out, and he worked it out with his wife. He ended up flying to the women's prison he got her out, the concubine, and now she's also back. So he has his wife and the concubine, but he just locked her up for a year. It would be very funny if uh, he was just like, you know what? I got away with that. I'm bringing back Prima Nocta. All right. For this week, uh, we have a couple of very good questions for Harrison, who's in the hot seat. Okay, Harrison. Who has molested more children, the Catholic Church or Jewish financiers? Ooh, I'm going to go Catholic Church. Mm, Yeah, okay, PC here. Number two, if you had to get rid of a movie, would it be Rocky IV or John Wick 1? And this is permanently erased from... Rocky IV. Really? Yeah, it's good, but John Wick is... I mean, that's a classic. The montage scenes and Rocky... That is the entire Rocky series. If you get rid of four, it's not even a good series. It sucks. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, okay. It's a Russian too, so it has international implications. And Apollo Creed dies? Come on. The rest of the movies aren't even that good. I know, I know. But John Wick is good. Uh, Okay, let's get rid of John Wick 1. Okay, and last one. If you had to go, uh, you have to go back 500 years in time or go forward 500 years? Go forward 500 years. Really? Yeah. Okay, you're not pushing me off this, but because what would it be? It would be 1521. Well, yeah, but 
I specifically would have a pretty good idea of what's going on, and I could kind of game the system. You go 500 years in the future, climate change may have wrecked the entire planet. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Okay, well, I take back all of my previous answers, so I'm going to actually go. So I'll stick, I'm going to go Rocky Four for that second one, and then the third one, I, uh, I'm i going to go back 500 years so I can invent shit. Well, you know, you know what? Actually, you've convinced me now thinking about it. I think I'm going to go 500 years in the future just for a gamble. And if I'm wrong, I'll just kill myself. Yeah, I don't see what you have to lose. Going back so long, I mean, there's no technology. There's no TV. (laughs) Yeah, but you can get away with, let's say, a lot of things back then. That is true. But, you know, you could also just be murdered at any time as well. Yeah, I mean... Either one is rolling the dice and you kind of forget when when you're going over these scenarios like, oh, yeah, I can just always commit suicide and then it's over. That is true. I still think going forward 500 years, uh, it would be interesting to see what that was like. I mean, the the world, the earth is definitely going to be destroyed. It's just a barren landscape. Yeah, there's been like a some nuclear disaster. Some of those nuclear power plants have exploded or something else bad will happen. Yeah, you just get picked apart by whatever animals uh, are still around and you die slowly, like completely in some kind of nuclear wasteland. Yeah, it's just cockroaches the size of like Great Danes just killing you. You just get eaten alive by uh, rats. That sounds terrible. Alrighty, well, that has been the Stool Pigeons uh, for this week. Uh, Harrison, you kind of uh, always wrap it up, so wrap it up. Yep, so usual reminders. If you're listening on a platform that allows you to rate and review, please do that. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at the Stool Pigeons, and also our Patreon is the Stool Pigeons. Please check that out. And also, if you haven't listened to any of our Reddit reads on YouTube, please go do that and subscribe to that channel because we're actually doing content on there that we're not doing on the podcast. So if you want to listen to some fresh Reddit reads, we have that available on the YouTube. And I am looking into uh, doing a Stool Pigeons uh, Pornhub. So look out for that too. It'll just be, uh, well, you'll have to see. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks.